Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz like this no tomorrow. This week we are talking about Suicide Squad 2016, oh, extended cuts before the release of The Suicide Squad. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined with my co-host John. John, are you excited to talk about Suicide Squad? <laughs> Hell yeah, you can uh... hear that excitement on him. And we're also joined by a special guest uh, who will be coming with us uh, for the main segment and weekly viewing segment, our good friend Joe, who you might remember from our Invincible episode a couple of months ago. Yes, wow. Wow, that was a month. Months? That's it's crazy, crossover. that was... It's it's, it's, oh. it's happening again. It's like just, more of those. Um... It's just like the Suicide Squad, John. It's some kind of Suicide Squad. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> this yes. is going to be I, great. I'm I'm hoping the Suicide Squad will be infinitely infinitely better. Than Me too. You know the one I just watched. I have faith in James Gunn. I do. I do. So James you know. Gunn. Let me tell you. James Gunn's films are great, you know. I agree. I've only Guys, seen the Guardians of the Galaxy, of the Galaxy but like it's good Oof. stuff. Yes. Uh and I can tell he's very passionate about comic mm. book um films and comic books as well. So yeah, can't yeah. wait to see the Suicide Squad. But today we are gonna talk about one mess of a film. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but anyway, before, before we get that, into that. Let's do, talk a little bit of news. So recently there was a, a discussion um, about the Alien TV show that will be coming on HBO. Uh, Noah Hawley, who will be uh, showrunning that show, uh, shared a little light about what it's going to be about. Um, so he, he said, it's not a Ripley story. So we're not kind of dealing with the stuff from the original quadrilogy of Alien films, or maybe trilogy. I, he, he definitely mentioned Ridley Scott and James Cameron and Dave, David Fincher. So I don't know if it will be acknowledging the fourth film or even set in in a similar kind of continuity and he you know he wants to explore a story about inequality and uh dealing with aliens not in an enclosed space more actually on earth so and he talked about what happens when you can't control the alien um so you've seen the first alien right yeah that was a great film but i need to watch Mm. aliens so yes definitely um, so what uh, yeah. what do you what do you think about this show and the prospects of it? Uh, I think that's uh, pretty cool uh, to be honest. Uh, I feel like that uh, if we have a TV show of um, it, right directed by Ridley Scott and doing the whole Alien uh, franchise into you know a TV show, I think that uh, you know that will like broaden you know the universe. Uh, and we slowly get the idea of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know. Well, I think it's very interesting that we're doing this, and it's interesting that you bring up Ridley Scott. We don't know who will be directing it yet, but obviously Ridley Scott still has one more in the trilogy that he wanted to make. Oh, really? After Alien Covenant, he made Prometheus and he made Alien Covenant, and then he wanted to make one more that would bridge the gap between Alien Covenant and Alien. So, you know, kind of show the final step in the evolution of the Xenomorph uh, and kind of give some background as to the crashed uh, ship that they find in Alien. So obviously since uh, 2017, I think, is when Covenant was released. Wow, um, 2017? I know, right? Jeez. Four years ago. Um, so since then, they have, you know, uh, 20th Century Fox was obviously bought by Disney. 
and Disney shelved a lot of projects, you know, including Die Hard 6 and, you know, and, and it's up in the air whether they will be doing an alien, you know, third film in this trilogy. So what do you what do you think? Do you think you'd rather have that third film or do you think this TV show is the way to go? Well, you know, with Prometheus, Prometheus is a great film and mm. Covenant as well. Mm. And they really, you know, uh, giving us the idea of what the universe of Alien is. And, you know, we want to see more of it, you know, like what really happens, you know, what's leading up to the, uh, to the bit of the first Alien film. So uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen next in the prequels. So I wonder if there's like a bridge to that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to see one more. I want to see one yeah, more. Hopefully, I agree. they change it a little bit because uh, they always have the same, you know, uh, ideas to a little bit. You can see it um, throughout the films. Like they have yeah. a lead female uh, character, which which is great. But uh, you know, you want you want to see different, but. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah. it always feels like it's a similar kind of like very simple, you know, about a bunch of people, you know, get stranded, whether whether it be on a planet or on a ship and they have to kind of deal with um, the xenomorph or the whatever version of the xenomorph it is with. Um, with. Uh, oh, on my mind wait, wait, wait yeah with some with somebody all of them i guess with somebody else on the ship whether it be ash whether it be david you know kind of like with their own motivations um but i think that i think an alien tv show would be really like it you know with a tv show you've got a lot more time to explore the concept yes and, yeah, and i think it'd be really well. interesting yeah. to see all that yeah i agree it i think it could be really popular in the same vein as something like the walking dead or watchmen you know some of those like really like you know at least at the start like really beloved shows and interesting shows but i kind of want to see the the third film in the trilogy more because it's you know yeah. it's kind of been like it's been a promise that we've had for quite a number of years now yeah yeah and yeah i'm i'm looking forward to uh, to see that as well um yeah yeah it's you know alien has great piece of you know uh elements of horror you know like you're watching it and it's just so creepy to watch and you know the whole atmosphere throughout the film it's that dark tinted you know all technology that really gives off you know the horror um vibe to it you know what i mean yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I love we it. haven't we haven't really explored Earth uh, in this continuity. Yeah, just yet. yeah. So I feel yeah. like you know there are interesting uh, prospects of going to see what Earth looks like at this point, or wherever they are, you know, having it set. Yeah, and yeah, I wish to you know explore more. Yeah, of Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel like if they brought the xenomorph or alien to earth um that i want to see how that happens you know mm, like yeah definitely. how would the how would the army reacted to it or you know that would be good yeah yeah i agree and i'm glad that this isn't a ripley story like i know you've you know you haven't seen alien two three or four but i definitely yeah. think that they they definitely finished ripley's story 
you know, for better or for worse. I mean, I, I get in, in headcanon, you could say that her ending <laughs> is two, three or four. Yeah, like basically in, in terms of the Alien films, you, you like, you know, none of them are really, you know, canon or not. So like, I think there's a beauty of that, but I'm glad that they're not, you know, having her continue her story because I don't think there's much to continue. You know, I think yes. they really stretched it far and they stretched the elastic band and they might just snap it. They might have already snapped it. Alien 4 was a tough one. Yes. Um, hmm. Hmm. Hopefully they don't go into problems, you know. Uh, don't, I don't want the uh, TV show uh, to go into weird stuff, you know, like mm. Resurrection or, you know. Yeah, that Resurrection definitely took it to, you know um difficult uh strange places in not the best way uh but i also think that it will be less controversial when they're not dealing with existing characters i mean if you look at for example uh the star wars sequels they're incredibly controversial because they deal with the you know the existing characters of the law you know um but something like the mandalorian isn't quite as controversial because they're mostly dealing with new characters you know, if you look at an existing sci-fi franchise that, that came back, Blade Runner, most people consider Blade Runner, like, 2049, a perfect sequel. It's yeah. even better than the original, some would say. And I think that a lot of that is down to the fact that they they left it for so long and they definitely had a story to tell. They didn't just jump straight into it. And I hope that this Alien TV show has a story to tell that isn't just there to capitalise in on making the... Um, the uh, making more money out of the Alien brand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping, you know, a lot with horror today is um, a bit weird to be honest because they don't focus on the horror element they focus on well and, and sorry as well but they focus on something else entirely that isn't doesn't work for that universe you know what i mean mm. yeah uh, no i agree i think horrors these days a lot of them i i have found are ruined by one concept you know that they take yeah. it one step too far i was having a conversation yesterday about about hereditary which is a film that i you know i don't love and i think that because of that i don't know if you have you seen hereditary uh yeah i know the story and okay. seen it with my friends but it was a very messed up film mm. well uh, i mean like you know I, I didn't really enjoy it. it it wasn't that scary to be honest uh, yeah it wasn't it wasn't terrifying i i agree i think that you know it was doing stuff really really well until right at the end it, it, oh. it, it pushed everything a bit too far. It made everything a bit too explicit. Yeah. And I think uh, that uh, if you're going to make a horror TV show or something like that, you know, that deals with these themes of, you know, containment and inequality, they should, you know, keep it subtle and keep it, you know, powerful because there is a power in the subtlety rather than the explicit nature, which kind of ruins it, at least for me. Yeah. And especially with... Uh, stories that you know take the wrong approach, especially you know in hereditary, you mm. know uh, that plot twist, you know uh, that one scene, little yeah, bit of spoilers, yeah. the car scene, you know, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, that yeah. was yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, because that didn't, it, it kind of broke the whole story for that universe. I I didn't know for that reality, you, you know, because. 
the idea of that was uh, supposed to be focusing on that girl, but uh, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I I've only watched it once, and it was back in the cinema in twenty seventeen. Uh, oh no, twenty eighteen, I think. So it was like three well, years ago. So I can't I can't quite remember um, the the final yeah. details, but yeah, I do remember that stuff. Um, yeah. So hopefully, um, Alien TV show will you know pick it you know pick his, uh, the story up you know. Yeah. Hopefully, indeed. Had el- horror elements to it because you yeah. know it's scary. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> So, oh, go on. Uh, listen, listen. Okay. So we've been talking quite a lot recently about some Disney stuff. We did, uh, you know, Luca and Ryan Last Dragon and, you know, we'll be, you know, covering Monsters at Work and stuff like that. Um, or I guess when this comes out, we would have already covered Monsters at Work. We're recording this like weeks in advance. So um, there is that. Uh, but one thing that is coming out that we will not be able to cover because of, you know, the stuff that we've done recently, you know, Suicide Squad next week and, and Space Jam and stuff is Jungle Cruise. Uh, the Rock and uh, Emily Blunt's new yes. uh, Disney film based off a roller coaster uh, similar to high school uh, high school musical no I'm, I'm that's that's not right Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean high school musical based off a roller high coaster. school musical you oh go God. across a you go across a golf course and you just singing about Bess on it um and yeah so we actually got a trailer recently when I say recently yeah it's by end yes. of May and um, so I just thought we'd talk about it a little bit because we're not gonna be talking about the actual film but what are you thinking about this trailer it's, about it? it it looks crazy to it be looks honest mad doesn't it I feel like this, um, hopefully, this looks just different because we, recently with a lot of uh, live action films have been terrible. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, with, that, with this one, this looks just uh, promising. It just looks crazy. Like, there's so much stuff into it in one trailer. And... Uh, and I really yeah. like it. it. It looks great. It, it definitely feels like Disney have said, okay, we definitely, you know, there's not much left to do with Pirates of the Caribbean, although they may be making a new one with Margot Robbie and Karen Gillan. I don't know what's happening with that. You know, they're, they're thinking, how do we get our next franchise that we can, you know, do uh, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Indiana Jones, while also promoting a Disney ride? And then they came up with this. And I think there's, it looks like it has a lot of tongue in cheek to it. Uh, and it looks like it has some very interesting set pieces. And, uh, you know, in a similar way to Fast and Furious, thinking of something else that has the rock in it, it looks like gravity defying and just a little bit bonkers. As you said, yeah. it really looks crazy. I mean, there's a moment in this trailer where um, somebody comes out of a submarine and shoots oh, yeah. a torpedo at like, the heroes. And they kind of like, in the boat, they kind of like fly into the air, into the air, which I just think is mad. Like yeah, that's crazy, that, right? That that does feel Disney like, you know. What I mean, oh yeah, you know, yeah, and especially if you uh, read or watched uh, the Adventures of Tintin, uh, oh. there's one scene. Oh, oh man. my god, I love that, that film. Great. Yeah, and oh my god, that one was just pure uh, fun to watch. Uh, yeah. Adventures of Tintin, like it, it, it definitely feels you know uh uncharted but you know a fun on a fun level you know you got these characters mm, you got yeah, captain haddock oh my god captain haddock 
He's just yes, Andy Circus. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, that was Andy Circus. No way. Yeah. He did a great Scottish accent. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I will always be. Um, yeah, like that. upset yeah. that they never did a sequel because they definitely oh, set it up for a it, sequel. It would have been so good because their their the adventures of Tintin was so serious but yet so fun to watch. Yeah, um, like there was a lot of I mean, stuff. It, you know, that... isn't it directed by yeah, Steven Spielberg? Steven Spielberg, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, but it only grossed three hundred and forty three hundred and seventy four million dollars at the, at the oh, box what? office. So. You know, doesn't look like I don't know what the budget was, but doesn't look, doesn't look like it did very good, very oh, well. Oh man, because yeah. it's so good. I wish they made a sequel, um, because that it wouldn't be like being a lot serious the next one, but you know, being crazier, like you know what I mean, like in Child Two, crazy. Yeah, oh wait, know? no, they are making a second one. What? I think they are making a second one. What really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Uh. Wait. Where's the film? <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. On... Jungle Cruise. We were yeah, just sorry. Yeah. The... <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Sorry. We just had a uh, adventure. Oh, season. this. The next one's going to be directed by Peter Jackson, who okay. was who worked on the first one. Oh. I don't, know, I don't know in what um in what capacity, but anyway, yeah. Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, sorry, sorry. You never guess who wrote Tintin. Who? Edgar Wright and Stephen Moffat. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That is, I want to rewatch that. I, I'm, I'm so sure I've got the DVD. I'm gonna rewatch that film. Right, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. That I'm what? A, oh today. my god. Oh right, we gotta watch that together at some point. Yeah, we gotta watch it. We gotta watch it, man. It's mm. oh my god. Oh, oh my god. My god. Wait, Edgar Jeez. Wright, Steven Spielberg, and P- no wonder why the film's so good. <laughs> like four gods, just brilliant. Four gods, but it's like the uh, uh, the opposite of the you know uh, the apocalypse gods, you know. Um, oh. The Paul Sourceman. Oh, yeah, X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> uh, 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 sorry, Jungle Cruise just gave us, you know, nostalgia. It looks, and, yeah. yeah. It, uh, well, yeah. I, I think you're right. It definitely has the similar... It looks... Okay, so Jungle Cruise is, is a theme park ride, and it yes. looks like a theme park. It looks like a non-stop, crazy, wild ride, you know? Yes, yeah. And... Um, I feel like that's what the film is supposed to be, like a, mm. a wild ride, ride. And, you know, I, I mean, at the end, there was a cheetah. There was. I mean, I, I think it's worth saying, I think some of the production, I don't know if, if it's because it's not finished yet, but some of the production to me looked a bit off. I don't think the CGI looks great yet. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, if it's, if it's going for that swashbuckling, you know, adventure nature, it's, you know, it looks like it's gonna, it looks like it's got there, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it, to it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, me too. Hey, maybe we will talk about it on the pod. It doesn't look like we will at this point, but maybe, maybe sometime down the road, we'll pick it back up again and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk all about it. Um, yeah, we'll talk about, um, 
the Adventures of Tintin. I still have the graphic novels for Adventures of Tintin. What the French ones? No, oh. not the French ones. Like Wait, just... the French ones. Yeah, Tintin's French. He's French. Tint- yeah, Tintin's a French character. Right. What? Yeah, Tint- Tintin was made in France. Wait, really? Is Tintin French? Tintin is the titular protagonist of The Adventures of Tintin by Belgian cartoonist Hergé. The character was created in 1929. Yeah, Belgian. Oh, yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So, but yeah. I still have the graphic novels. They're great. They're great to read. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. 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 I, it, there's so many of them. It's, it's bigger than my DC collection. Whoa. That's a big yeah. collection. Yeah, that's a big collection. Yeah, I still have it on the bottom level. I love how uh, I love how they were like, okay, let's talk about Joe and Cruz. And then we just spent 10 minutes just talking about Tintin. <laughs> I think Joe's like, what the heck are they doing? Yeah, Joe, Joe's waiting for us. Like, I want to talk about Suicide Squad. And we just come like got Tintin, right? Yeah, Tintin. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, speaking uh, of, let's let's move to the to the main segment, shall we? Yeah. Uh Jungle Cruise looks great. Well, we were looking forward to it. Definitely. Well, here we are, the three of us back again. Yes. In in, in so long since last time. Here to talk about the adventures of Tintin. Are you yes, excited, let's John? Go, Tom. Let's, let's talk do about it. The, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you in here for <laughs> our new segment. You we ready to talk about talk... Tintin, Joe? We were supposed to be I've talking about Jungle it, But I'd rather and talk we... about that than On... honestly, <laughs> we just spent like ten minutes just talking about Tintin. It looks Brilliant. cool. I like Tintin. Yeah. <laughs> I still the got the, the big Ben. Yeah. yeah, it's the... yeah. Lads, we're right. not here. We're not here to talk about Tintin. We, you, you both know what we're here for. We are here for Warner Brothers, and I and I refuse oh. to call it David Ayers. Warner Brothers Suicide Squad 2016 Extended Cut. We got about how long is it? Like 11 minutes extra footage. Why is it extended cut? Why? Why? Why do I have to watch more of the? <laughs> To quote Mr. Krabs, I like money. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that is literally why we have this film and not, you know, David Ayer's Suicide Squad, the Ayer cut, because the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer did so well. They got the company that edited that trailer. You guys remember the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah they got the company that did that yeah. trailer to it, edit it the film. It looked very promising. Yeah, the trailers. That first trailer, I just want to say, amazing. I love it so much. Yeah, the, the trailers were great. That's the most surprising part. The trailers were absolutely phenomenal. And then we got... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Then we that got that bad. movie. <laughs> well, I mean, the trailers for the new one are good too, but it's James Gunn, so I have a little bit more It's faith, James you know? Gunn. Yeah, so exactly. I'm not going to be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think let's, let's start off by talking about the extended stuff. About like 10 or so minutes extra. John, I know you haven't seen the theatrical cut, but Joe, you have, right? Yeah. Uh, I've seen both cuts. Good. And I'm not going to lie to you. Good. The only part <laughs> that I that I know for sure is part of the extended cut is the part where Harley Quinn is on a motorbike. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is. Yeah. Well, okay. That is, that is... It, it's basically that, and then there are a couple of scenes when they're walking through the city and they talk. And I and I will say, genuinely, I think those scenes do improve it. 
Your stunned uh, silence is very reassuring. Uh, 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 let me tell you, I watched the film last night and I was not in a good mood to watch it. No, I was I was in a good mood to watch it before, but then during it, I was like, why am I still here? Why am I why am I watching this film? Yeah. Oh my god. It's not a, I, I should clarify. When I say that these extended scenes improve it, it doesn't mean it's good. I just yeah. think that what's sorely lacking from the whole film is any kind of like real, like genuine character, like development or or interaction between the squad. And I think those deleted scenes do add to that. You know, I think the best scene of the film far and away is the scene in the bar, which I think is a really good scene because it shows them all kind of like interacting and having like heart to hearts. And you get a little bit more of that in those yeah. scenes, you know? Yeah. Um uh- that yeah, bar I, scene. I, I, oh, go on, John. Um, I actually like the bar scene. It's you know what you said. It connects, you know, with all the characters, uh, and how we feel about them, you know. Um, but you know, I think that was like a stop, you know, a pause moment for the film, you know, to explore more character developments. But there was nothing in the film that was exploring. <laughs> <laughs> that bar scene is genuinely one of the five things I've got noted down that I think are good. All right, okay. Well, tell us your other four. I'm interested. The other four, uh, the soundtrack, uh, the scene where Diablo goes all crazy because of Will Smith shouting at him. Um, (laughs) I think that the motorbike scene and the other extra scenes with Harley Quinn and Joker add to them, like just their relationship and stuff. And I put, there is some, a very little amount, but there is some good acting. Well, I I think that that final one, I want to say, I think all the actors do a really good job. Well, okay. Okay. There are like four actors that do, uh, maybe five actors that do a really good job and definitely stand out. And and I'm happy that most of those actors were brought back for the Suicide Squad. I think Jai Courtney is so much fun as Captain Boomerang. Harley oh. Quinn, obviously Margot Robbie is exceptional as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's Deadshot, I'm, you know, upset we'll probably never see him again unless we get the air cut, but I really like him. Viola Davis is great as Amanda Waller. And I genuinely think that there's like potential in a lot of the other characters. Obviously the potential is unfulfilled, but I think there are moments of everyone. Like there's a moment where Katana is speaking to her sword, speaking to her husband. And I'm like, you know what? She could be a really cool character, a really interesting character. They didn't do anything with her. And have Joe, have you seen The Boys? John, I know you have. Yes. Well, the actress is in The Boys. Uh, she plays, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, uh, but the, you know, the girl uh, the that's- female. The female. Um, she plays her, um, <laughs> you know, the, the female. Um, oh, and, the and, woman. And, she, and she genuinely woman, you know, can act. I think all these actors can act, which is the most frustrating. Well, when I say all, I mean all of them, apart from Cara Delevingne. I have never seen her be able to act, I must say. Yeah. I, that's, I hate the bad guy in this movie. Oh, I, dude. I know that uh... she's called Enchantress, but I, I refuse to refer to her as Enchantress because I don't know her brother's name and I just can't be bothered to... You don't know Incubus's name? I, I don't care for yeah. it. It is it's just it's a lifeless villain. That's all it's it's stupid. It's it's bad. It's... Honestly, the yeah. only reason I know the villain's name is because I have watched this film honestly many times because it's it's so perplexing. And even now I still don't understand how <laughs> like of it like Justice League, they got a new director. They like, you know, they did so many things to change it. This one, I don't know what they did. I wish I could tell you what they did. 
It just seems like, the, I mean, yeah. the editing, I think, is the worst part of this film, which is saying a lot. Oh, God, yeah. The editing. Oh, can I talk about the dialogue? I hate the dialogue in this film. <laughs> it, it's yeah. disastrously bad. Right, let me tell you. It, 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 it does not... Uh, it, right. Um, anyone anyone got any dialogue highlights for us? Right. There is, let me, I think, let me I think we all have the same highlight. If you don't, <laughs> then you're both wrong. What are we... Wait, and that's from the air cut no. as well. If they release the air cut, that line will be in there. It's in the I original trailer. I want that trailer. line to just be the air cut. Just oh my that God, line. Yes, of course. It. What line? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Well, what are we? Well, sort of suicide squad. Oh no, there was no. What was? Oh, and Killer Quark. He said, "Like, shorty." Uh, uh, not, me, not, not, not me, I'm Shorty. Beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I have to say, as somebody who like I love Killer Croc. I mean, if you look at like, the Arkham games, Killer Croc is so cool. He could be so interesting. But I, I'm gonna go as far to say I think Killer Croc is worse than Enchantress here, and that is saying a lot. But I think yeah. that he is. I mean, not only is he nothing like a comic book counterpart, which can work in films. You know, if like uh, if a character isn't exactly like they are in the comics, you know, that can work. But he just has no kind of resemblance on a character. He's a bit of a racial stereotype, you know, and he does nothing, you know, plot wise, barely. You know, he's like not got like a. I mean, <laughs> this film won best makeup, and I hate his makeup. He's not even green. You know, it's like it. He is just such an embarrassing character, and the fact that he's even called Killer Croc makes me so upset. The fact that the movie won any award at all makes me upset. I mean, not if it was a Razzie. Can I can I just talk about one scene that I can stop laughing? Right, it it right. So um, when uh, Flag says, "Behold, the voice of God," and then. And then just Amanda Waller on a screen. No, yeah. no, it's just a noise. Like, bah, bah, bah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I think that I think that uh, Rick Flag in the in the Suicide Squad would be great. He looks like he's got some really good stuff in in the um, in the trailer. But in this film, his dialogue is so expositional. Like in the final fight, he just spends the whole time saying, "Get the heart. We've got the heart." The heart is like he spends the whole time just explaining. I mean, don't even get me started on the on Katana's entrance, right? Like she yeah, has yeah. one. I mean, it, what's worse, Katana's entrance are Slipknots. You know, oh, they just spend oh. like the minimum amount of time introducing other characters. And also in the helicopter scene when he was talking to Deadshot, I am a god soldier, and yes, and I don't lie. Yeah, there's this weird like. Like thing between Deadshot and 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 Rick Flag where they don't respect each other, and then somehow they find respect because Rick Flag brought Deadshot's daughter's letters, letters with him into a war zone. What? Yeah, that's a bit weird. Why? Why? I don't know. Yeah. What is? Was he thinking there no, might, no, no. might be a moment where they all just split up, and instead of detonating the bombs we have in their necks, I just give them these letters, and they're all happy again? Yeah. Wait. 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 Here's the real question. How did Flag get the letters? And yeah, why, why would anyone give them? them to him? Mm. Why did they keep them? That's the real question. Why did the why, prison why did keep them, them and not just throw oh, wait, them away? Why, why did so? they keep them? 
it, no. It, it's so strange. And, and and you bring up a good point, Joe, about like, why didn't they just detonate? You know, when he smashes the controller for the bombs, mm-hmm. any or any of the villains could have done that. Why isn't there like some sort of fail safe oh. that if you smash the controller, all of them go down? All of them just, yeah. But that would make so much sense. And I think that would have been the funniest yeah. thing if they were all like, oh, like you're free to go. And then they all just die. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, what was it? Oh, the most annoying thing was that um, that the film just just doesn't make sense at all. Like that's how I feel with you, Tom. You know when uh, the police? No, I don't know the jail safe. Uh, the, the the jail. Um, I forgot his name. God, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guard, yeah. He gives Harley the phone. Yeah, and no one, no one was like, hmm. He's not. He's not sus. Hmm. No. Yeah. No. That, yes. that, his character just disappears. She's we, like. She's just like. Ah, oh, you're so screwed. And he's like, "What do you mean by that, Harley? What do you mean by that?" And then, like, he just disappears. I don't think. See, I mean, somebody correct me here. Do we see him again? No. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Joe, I heard the pain in your voice. Then. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't see him again. We do not see Briggs ever again. Is That's that his, his name? name by the way. Yes. Oh, good. Wait, that was his name. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's one of the only oh. characters I remember his name. And <laughs> can I just talk about the soundtrack a little bit? Yes, yeah, please. Yes, please do. Please do, John. Oh Thanks. my god, it's the most weirdest song choices that I've ever heard, and it doesn't feel right at all. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I what? Like, um, what was that song that was introducing Killer Croc? Um, Judgment, the judgment days, like that was using the uh, Vienna. I don't know. It was like doom down, doom down, doom down. Everything. Uh, yeah, that song. That song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, I want to point out, Killer Croc eats David Ayer in that scene. Good. Does he? Dave, yeah, David Ayer is the one who's like, um, is it true that he bit someone's arm off? Kind of, uh, I guess, referencing Aaron Cash. And then like he gets eaten, and and, and Briggs is like, was that the new guy? And that's that's him. Huh. So. Oh, that's know. what we get in the extended cut, folks. Oh um, boy, that's but, Dave Ayer. That's that's picturing him of his movie. Just yeah, <sighs> he was. Does, he, does anyone he's, remember he's at the at the, at the um the premiere of Suicide Squad where David Ayer yeah. in his confidence just yelled "fuck Marvel" and it's like it's like no, I mean wait, they said that yeah, and it's like Marvel is no. like Marvel isn't perfect, but this film was, is not like this film's worse than anything. I was thinking about that this morning. Oh, Why? Yeah. Why did you say it? I was making what? breakfast this morning and I thought to myself, at the premiere of this movie, he said "fuck Marvel." <laughs> what? What? How does he have the balls to do that? How does no. he have the absolute balls that, to do? Honestly, that's, that's like, a Chad move. That's a Chad move, right? There. <laughs> that, that is a Chad move. But how could you say that? Like a very successful Marvel, you know, uh, business that is making uh, really good films. Like in 2016, you got Civil War. You got uh, all the other films that just came out. Of, well, Doctor Strange. Doctor but Strange, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he said that, and to a lot of people in the premiere. And saying that, that while wow, your movie is bad, oh my god! Yeah, he knew yeah. what he was going to put on that screen moments after saying that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing: Suicide Squad 
was insanely popular. It grossed 800 million at the box office. Like some critics really, I mean, Empire, me and John, we love Empire. They give it four stars. Ridiculous. And like, but it was super popular, you know, hence why, you know, we have Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad, you know, whether or not they do well, it's because of the popularity of of Suicide Squad. So it did something, right? I think it might be the trailers, but... (laughs) I'm, I'm very ashamed to say that I did attribute towards the box office office success of yeah. Suicide Squad. You weren't even but, old enough. Uh, don't tell the government that. Okay. Uh, I, I would like to <laughs> well, point it's out... It's okay because this, this podcast isn't going on YouTube or anything. It's fine. No more will ever know. I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would like to point out that when I did go and see this movie in the cinema, I left at about three minutes and 50 seconds in yeah yeah when um isn't, <laughs> wait, it, when, wait, isn't it in wait, harley quinn's harley introduction specific. yeah it's, it's in harley quinn's introduction because I was, <laughs> I was watching it and i thought to myself i'm not watching this piece of shit any longer <laughs> S- said to my granddad yeah, granddad man. we're leaving and we left <laughs> wow <laughs> just three minutes in granddad with yeah. his girl <laughs> well, well, since did you, know, least, did you at least twice. go and see like deadpool or something like a good film no, we went to Legoland and had fun. <laughs> hey, good. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, I would have rather gone to Legoland and see this. Um, yeah, I'd rather go to Le- Legoland and see that garbage. <laughs> I want to. I want to backtrack a little bit, John. You were saying about the um, the soundtrack, and Joe. I know that you like the soundtrack, and I, I want to say. I I think it's worth saying. I think all the songs are good. They're good songs. However, yeah, they're good songs. They are used in such a strange way. They yeah, they they I they agree. play in such a in such a rapid succession, which is like you know they have no impact on anything. It's not like Spider Verse or Guardians of the Galaxy where the music means something to the characters. Yeah, they just they just choose like generic songs which play for maybe a minute and then leave, yeah. and then the next five minutes something else comes on. It it it. I'm 90% sure that this was a change made by the edit. You know, they were like, oh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody worked really well. Let's just throw in a load of, like, licensed music. I, I looked up yeah. the other day. Oh, go on. Go on. Oh, me. Go on, oh, I yeah, thought yeah, it was. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, it's it it feels like that the film is trying to be Guides the Galaxy, if you know what I mean. 100%. Like, yeah. Adding a lot of the songs. But, I mean... Spirit in the Sky, you know, that scene in the helicopter, they used Spirit in the Sky. What was the impact? Like, was it them to be the spirit? Are they going to die? Or are they just... (laughs) Yeah, John, don't look into that much. You'll find nothing. (laughs) They wanted it to be be Guardians of the Galaxy so bad that they hired James Gunn for the second film because they were like, oh, he knows what he's doing. Like, obviously, you know, like, oh, we'll take advantage of the fact that he's been fired by Marvel and we'll snatch him up. And God, I hope he I hope he delivers, man, because. Oh, my God. I hope he does. Yeah, Joe, you were going to say. Yeah, it also follows on from the spirit in the sky uh, point. Uh, I looked up the order of the songs Mm -hmm. in like appearance. And at one point in the soundtrack, it goes Seven Nation Army, the White Stripes. Without Me by Eminem, and then Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. And like, if anyone looks at that out of context, that would look completely ridiculous. Yeah, like, put it in a movie. Hip hop. Put it in a movie to... like, like they did. It's still completely ridiculous. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> let, let me tell you, like, 
one there's one song playing by NM, there's one song with uh Spirit Guy, and then there's one song by Bohemian Rhapsody, and what the heck? Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Bohemian Rhapsody is the weirdest one. I don't know if you guys know this, but obviously they use the Queen version in the trailer, they use the Queen version in the film, and then on the oh, soundtrack yeah. it's the Panic of the Disco. On the soundtrack version. it's the Panic of the Disco one and it Kills it, it, it kills. I, I 100% it, agree. It, they just, don't even come close to it. Right. I don't know why anyone would remake that song. Uh, I'm just looking at this. Uh, yeah, so, there we go. The album. Let's see. Uh, I, I, I have the album on. I have the album on CD. <laughs> That's right, folks. Oh, oh, Logic's in this. What? Yeah, on Sucker for Pain. The weirdest part about the soundtrack, in my opinion, is. The original songs, Heathen and Sucker for Pain, absolutely slap. They do. I, I, brilliant I, songs. I listen I to them all the time and I've watched the movie like twice in, in completion. I am. I'm I unfortunately have to say that I I have to avoid most of the songs in this soundtrack because they just make me think of Suicide Squad. Mm, like, yeah, which is annoying fair. because there's so many good songs, but I'll think about like just the worst, most inappropriate scenes, you know, for that yeah, music. Yeah. I mean, can we, can we please talk about? Uh, I mean, I don't want to, but we, let's talk about Joker, please. Um, uh, in some of his, it, like in in his introductory scene with uh, him and Harley at the club, they use like you know, I mean, my point isn't necessarily about the music, but. They present Joker in this film in the weirdest way. I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. Like in the in the club, this should have played fifty in the club. Sorry, um, yeah, fifty cent in the club. Sorry, um, but, I don't understand uh, what they were. I mean, I I guess they were going for like a mob boss kind of Joker, which you know they can do that. They did that in Batman eighty nine to and so to an extent, and you know it was it, it worked there. It but he's so all over the place and. It's, I'm very thankful to say that in the Snyder Cut, he is toned down a lot. I still wouldn't call him great, but he's toned down a lot from this. In this, he, he, he's just like, I, I, I don't understand what his motivation is in any of it, you know? I th- yeah. I think after like a long time of thinking about this, the main problem with Jared Leto's Joker is that he puts too much of his personality in, which wouldn't <laughs> be a bad thing normally. Yeah. But given that Jared Leto doesn't have a good personality... That's where that's that's where it goes wrong. That's where he ruins. Well, the I think I, I I agree, but I also think there are some hilarious things from Offset. Uh, so the Onset, he he did some. He 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 was he was quite a bit of a dick on set. So that that is worth saying. But he sent what Margot Robbie thought he sent her a dead rat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a dead rat. It was a cake. He. He got a special cake made by a cake shop that makes cakes that look like dead rats. Oh. It's closed now, but it existed back in 2015 when they shot this. He went out of his way to make... Yeah, I know. Who would want that? But why would... He went out of his way to make a cake like a dead rat to send it to someone who then thought it was a dead rat, who then told every, like, tabloid, who then reported on it, and nobody knew it was a cake. That's like, what? Like... He went totally method for this, and I have no idea. He's a like, he's a very weird guy. He, I, I agree. Yeah. Personal yeah. Can't wait for Mobius, guys. I, he, by the way, Jarlo before he got into acting, he was in a rock band or a metal band. Yeah. I think. Really, thirty seconds. Thirty seconds to Mars. Wow. Yeah, that's and, mad. Uh, let me tell you, it, it was so weird seeing this Joker. It, it, it wasn't. I feel like it was just you know. Um, 
like a fever dream version of Joker. And the tattoos. Oh, the, the annoying thing about tattoos is that I genuinely like the Joker's design apart from the tattoos. If you got rid of the tattoos, I think it's got a really, really good design. Like, you know, with the, the scar on his eye, you know, the grills. I mean, I didn't like the grills, but the fact that it's grills because Batman smashes teeth in. I love that. You know, like the, 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 the hair, you know, it's very kind of Dark Knight Returns. And I think that's awesome. But the tattoos are just so obnoxious. But Tom, John, how are we supposed to know that this Joker is damaged? If David oh. Ayer doesn't put it mm. on his forehead. That's such a I good don't point. Know. <laughs> Come on, think about it. It's... I mean, to be fair, we never knew that any of the other Jokers were damaged. Mm, we, we, we couldn't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if someone put the, the, a picture of Joker on screen right now to see that he's damaged, hmm, how I'm, do we I'm, know? I'm changing. I'm changing my score. 10 out of 10. This film's a masterpiece. <laughs> oh, my God. This, That's this why the makeup department got awards. <laughs> That's what it is. Wait, the film got awards? Yeah, it won an Oscar for best <laughs> makeup. Won an Oscar. <laughs> You're kidding me. Nah, no, it wouldn't nah. Have You're kidding me. Suicide Squad um, film. You don't... Oh, we'll tell you, this is true, John. <laughs> it won over Star good. Trek Beyond. Oh, my God. 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. It should be 0%. Yeah, it's... I, I, I don't know if this is still the case, but it's 1% less than Batman v Superman, which kills me inside. Like... No, it's I, 1%. I, I, even if you don't no like even yeah yeah okay joe keep an after it's okay joe. even if you it's don't okay, like Batman and superman i think i think i think it's fair to say that especially when talking about the ultimate editions of both films this film is so much worse I, and, and i i just can't I, I really cannot i can't do i, can't rank, with that. I rank this film lower than Zack snyder's justice league and saying a lot for you that that, is, that says a lot that, that says, says a lot, lot. well that says a lot I, I will say that in terms of the DCEU, so ho- however many films that is at this point, 10 or something, this film, for me, isn't as bad as Justice League. Um, I think, especially because of all the on-set stuff that happened with Joss Whedon and Ray yeah. Fisher and all the stuff that happened to Zack Snyder, I think Joss, Justice League is just, like, so far below. It has no redeeming qualities. Whereas yeah, I think absolutely. Suicide Squad, as we say, it's got some good performances, like maybe one or two good scenes. I think there's like a smidge of good stuff in there. Yeah. And uh, my final like... oh, go on, go on, John. Sorry, John. Um what let me t- let's see what I want to talk about. Um it there were so many actors that were wasted uh wasted potential I think. Oh, I know. Uh, uh there's one actor who was in Stranger Things? Uh, the guy who played David as... Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, he's in it for like two scenes. Yeah. And ridiculous. And and the dialogue. I want to talk about the dialogue again. I just felt like that it wasn't that good at all. And Very like blonde. the scenes with the dialogue, like especially when they had to repeat everything. Like, what if Superman goes down and kills the president? Oh, and then honestly, next scene. That is such an interesting concept. The idea that they could... I mean, The Flash has got one scene in this film. Batman has, like, three scenes in this film. They could have used them so interestingly. I mean, did you guys watch the... I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I expected this from you, but did you guys watch the mid-credits scene? Yes. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, the mid credit scene is 
and Amanda Waller giving Bruce Wayne the files on uh, MetaHuman, so Barry Allen and uh, Arthur Curry. And she, and at the end, she says, you look tired, you should stop working nights. And he's like, you should shut it down on me and my friends will work for you. And I think that's such a good scene. I think the idea I that don't. Bruce Wayne is like... On I, the, I agree. On, on the... Um, on the tail of, of Amanda Waller just is so cool. And yes, it's, I do love Batfleck, which kind of taints me, but I think that prospect is such an interesting one. And the idea that they had this, I mean, this new Suicide Squad, you know, I doubt we're going to see anyone else from the wider DCEU and not that I want to see that, but this film had just come out after Batman v Superman. You know, it could have really dealt with the aftermath of Superman's death you know, which is what people love about Marvel is that each film, you know, kind of like, you know, is 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 reacting to something that's happened in, in another film, you know, most of the time. And I think that they could have done that and they didn't. And maybe the air cut does, but they just did. I mean, in fact, the air cut does do that because originally in air cut, the Enchantress is supposed to be hypnotized by the mother boxes and, and influences by Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf was going to be in this. And they just ruined it. And I, I don't what? know why, guys. Yeah, Steppenwolf what? is going to be like the, the villain alongside Enchantress. It would have been like what? like loads of setup for what? Justice League. Yeah. Do you guys not know this? No, I don't. I don't care enough about them either, if I'm going to be honest. To, um, to that was supposed to be in it. Could have been. But yeah, it so like originally, like, so this is like for Wonder Woman as well. In Wonder Woman, there was going to be like a post credit scene about like them having found one of the 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 the, the the, hu- the the human mother box uh, obviously the other two are, are, are gone and then this film would have dealt with it being in 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 star labs and uh it's steppenwolf like trying to get it through enchantress before he can get onto earth for whatever reason and then she's kind of like hypnotized by it and obviously they stop it at the end of the day and they get it gets back to star labs but it would have triggered the events that would have influenced justice league which i mean i think people would have received that would have been so much better exactly i mean I think it's fair to say that we need the air cut. Like we did an episode on, on restoring the Snyderverse. And I, and I must say a lot of it, I'm not hugely bothered about, but I really would love to see the air cut of this film. You know? Yeah. Apparently it's it, David the other day. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It, it's apparently it's more finished than the Snyder cut was, you know, it wouldn't take that much to finish it. According to David Ayer. I think they should go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so much stuff I want to talk about the film. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe, you were going to say you had one more thing that you wanted to say. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's just one last thing about mm-hmm. the uh, about the soundtrack. Okay. Uh, as the credits start to roll, yes, the song "Sucker for Pain" Pain starts playing. Yes. Which starts off with the line "I torture you," and I just think that's the biggest middle finger David Ayer could have given to anyone after watching that movie. He knows exactly what he did to everyone who watched it and likes to rub it in. That's all it is. I, I think, oh I, think it's the, I think it was the, the trailer editing company who were like, oh, we fucked yeah. this. Okay, let's just put this at the end because we know. And then I, I just want to imagine that David A had nothing to do with the cut. And then he was sitting in a boardroom and they were like, here you go, David, here's the finished product. And he was showing it to all the other things, thinking it was going to be great. And then at the end, he was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Um, uh, th- th- this film is just a mess. Um, right. I, it was just nothing. I mean, the way that they introduce all the different characters is so mess- messy. Half of them get their own like little flashbacks, and half of them don't. I mean, Slipknot, 
Here comes Slipknot, guy who can climb Oh, anything. Slipknot! Yes, I want to talk about this. He was <laughs> the most pointless character in this whole film. He had nothing. He was like, oh, yes, I can climb walls. Yes, I'm like Spider-Man. And he just gets ex- exploded and he's not being smart at all. He's like, hmm, yes, I'm climbing man. Climbing man. The only reason we know Slipknot to be a bad guy is because he's put on the Suicide Squad and he punches a woman. That is yeah, the that only... Is- it's the only backstory to his criminal past we ever get in the movie about him. That he likes to hit women. Sorry. And he gets put on the suicide squad. They they put him on the squad just so they can show that the bombs work. And one yeah. thing that I really like the idea of in the suicide squad is the idea that James Gunn has put in so many members and he's just going, right, you're all characters and you can all die. Even like Harley Quinn and Bloodsport and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, like I we gen- like gen- I mean... I think some of it. Go on. Sorry, what? I fully expect Harley to die. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I think that the marketing has made the film a little bit obvious as to who is going to be more prominent. But I do think that anyone could die, and I don't know. I, I would expect her to die, but I also I also know that Margot Robbie wants to do a lot more of the character. Mm. So I think maybe if James Gunn had, I mean, he has said that he got his complete, you know, vision and he got to do whatever he wanted. So maybe she will die. That would be good. I agree. Great. I mean, it depends how it works in conjunction to her arc, I would say. Because, I mean, yeah. I'd like to talk about, about um, El Diablo for a moment. Diablo? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Diablo. El Diablo, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, according to David Ayer, there were, he wanted to have the whole story that he killed his, um, his wife and children and that he had to live with that but the studio said that they couldn't have that so he had to compromise and in order to keep that thing they had to kill him off uh, david Ayer wouldn't have killed off diablo which is why you have the stupid bit where he turns into fire monster um mm. and i think that i think that he has some really good stuff you know his whole introduction um not his introduction the scene where him and um uh, waller meet and he's inside the 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 tanker thing and he says like you know i'm gonna die in peace before i raise my fists again and he has this whole kind of arc which isn't the best you know when considering that all it takes is some taunting from deadshot to kind of like get him to unleash himself but like the idea that he doesn't want to you know do it and then he does because he's found his new family even though they barely know each other i feel like there was so much potential with his character and then then the, the part where he's the one who can break through uh, Enchantress's spell because he knows he has to live what he live with what he done when yes. everyone else knows that that's not actually happened with what they're seeing and anyone could have been like what well, this is just bollocks what's what's going on here um, this is not life and they yeah, all could have broke out easy. I I like the idea that he has to live with what he's done but you're right it is so like obvious to everyone that you know what the, the what they're living is is isn't real you know. Mm. And, and I think it's quite annoying that, like, you could have had, like, Katana seeing her and her husband reunited or something. Or, like, yeah. I don't know what Cats and Boomerang would want, him and a pink unicorn. But, like, you know, you could have, like, some stuff, you know, like, that would really reinforce their characters in that moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the story, the story uh, in this one is just messy. Um yeah, I mean, I mean, can anyone actually tell me what Enchantress's motivation is? No. 
I, I don't think that David Ayer can tell you what Enchantress's motivation is. Well, I don't think I don't. I think he probably could for the uh, Ayer cut. I don't think he could. I don't think anyone can for this film. <laughs> Even it's diehard apolo- apologists. Yeah. I, 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 what was the motivation? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's the question, isn't it? Um, I do want see. to know. <laughs> um, yeah. It's interesting because she kind of, she starts off with some interesting stuff, the idea that Enchantress is controlling June and June has like a really uh, big struggle with it. But that's barely, you know, um, explored. As soon as Incubus comes into the fray, she just becomes this weird belly dancing person who's wearing a bikini with a sky beam and she kisses people to make them her. Like, it's like they were like, okay, let's hire Cara Delevingne, who is a model, and let's just kind of use her for her looks and not for her acting, not for a character or anything. I mean, obviously we don't know what would have happened in the air cut, but it just, it feels so disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah, I like how David Ayer <clears throat> famously said, fuck Marvel, but the villain in his film... Uh, takes over people using mind control, has a massive sky beam that goes for a circle in the sky, and there's an <laughs> army of mindless foot soldiers. Yeah, that doesn't sound like Loki in Avengers at all, does it? Really? No, yeah, it's no, not, at all. not no, Marvel-esque no. at all. It's annoying as well because, like, you know, like you know, Marvel. At least at that point, Marvel already had a villain problem. And a lot of the villains were, you know, in generally considered, you know, forgettable apart from Loki. Um, and, you know, uh, I think that they not only added to that, you know, just for superhero films in general, I think they made one of the, I mean, I, I would struggle to think of a worse antagonist because at least, you know, Steppenwolf in Justice League, at least he's, he, I mean, to me, at least he's so funny. You know, like Ares in Wonder Woman, I have so much fun just la- like accepting him and laughing, but I can't even laugh at Enchantress. She's just got nothing um, to laugh I at. I only laughed at. Sorry. Um, I wanted to. Uh, I, I laughed at Boomerang, and that's it. Yeah, I think Boomerang's good. I think there's a lot to like about him. I think, you know, he's got. I mean, I don't understand why he just leaves and then comes back. You know, in the bar laugh- scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He randomly just appears everywhere. Yeah, I laughed at Boomerang, and I laughed at that one line that Killer Croc says, um, "Not me, shorter. I'm beautiful." <laughs> or some shit like that. I couldn't. I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch this with subtitles on, but I couldn't hear half of the lines that Killer Croc said. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't think he said anything other than that. I don't remember him saying anything. He said like when like he's like I'm coming too, and they're like what, and he's like I live on the underground. Oh yeah, just tourists. You are just tourists. Don't fear me. You don't fear me. He doesn't even do anything though. Yeah, I know. He just he just he detonates a bomb and then swims away. No, he doesn't. He doesn't even detonate the bomb. But he's little nobody does it. Jesus. Also, why did they even cast Scott Eastwood in that film? Just for him to stand around and say to Rick Wait, Flag, like... Is that where I know him from? Do, does yeah. he play... <laughs> yeah, he plays Little Nobody in Fast 8. <laughs> I was looking at his face throughout the movie when, and I'm like... I, I remember when the trailers were coming out and I, I'd watch, like, trailer breakdowns and stuff. And people were like, oh, I think that's going to be um, Agent, Agent Grayson, like Nightwing. Like, in the comics, he was like who was like an agent in CIA or something for a while. And then he just ended up doing nothing, being nothing, being absolutely nobody. 
like most of the characters. Yeah, I mean, true, true. And <laughs> one thing that I don't understand about the plot, they they don't go in to stop Enchantress. They go in to get Amanda Waller. But literally, Waller just gets in a helicopter. Why yeah. couldn't like why like what? Does anyone? Why is like... she there in the first place? Exactly. That is she goes point. there. She goes there after Enchantress. Does she? Or is she? Yeah. Already... Yeah. I, I can't remember anything. Because <laughs> Joker got in with it with a, with a helicopter. Yeah. You know, I, I I want to talk for a second about. I think, uh, according to David Ayer, again, the air cut was going to deal with the abusive relationship between Joker and Harley, which, of course, is a staple of their relationship in the comics and even in the animated TV show, which, might I add, is for kids that even did an abusive relationship in that in that TV show, um, which is where she was introduced. And, uh, and, and the whole kind of thing was going to be Harley kind of finds, like, love in uh, Deadshot um, and, you know, kind of, like, uh, rejects Joker, which is obviously something that they then go to explore in Birds of Prey. Very well, might I add. Um, but in this film, Joker and Harley, they're almost in love. There isn't anything that would kind of show you, apart from when Joker leaves her in the car when they crash it, there's nothing that would tell you that they hate each, that, that, you know, that, that he has this kind of right, resentment towards her and that, you know, he he needs her while also being completely disregarding of her. You know, he spends the whole time trying to get to her and then just loses her. And then he shows up at the end, you know, the way mm. that they cut it. And I'm sure there was more to it, but the way they cut it so much, it's just like he's just, he, it's like his his side plot could be, you know, deleted from the film and you would get nothing changed. You know, in fact, I think the film might even be better if you got rid of Joker. Everyone thinks that. Um, yeah. 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 The thing is, though, it's not it's not even like they break out and they have something the next time we see harley quinn she's just like oh yeah i left him yeah i mean it's, it's like okay and we you do, know what that, so a whole movie was built up about him trying to break her out of prison <laughs> and then and then they just never be together honestly i'm happy with that because i think for them to be together in birds of prey it would mean bringing back Leto. And I think, you know, if you can't just bring him back for one scene, if you're going to shoot a whole film, I mean, the Snyder Cut was different because they were only <laughs> shooting that one scene. Um, but like, you know, if they're shooting a whole film, they're not going to bring him back just for, because like they mentioned him quite a lot. They would have probably written him. And I'm really happy they didn't because that whole film, again, about emancipation really works. Yeah. And I'm glad that they made the best out of Suicide Squad, like with Birds of Prey and with um, the Suicide Squad. They've taken, you know, the suicide, suicide Squad twenty sixteen, and and they haven't made they haven't made it good in retrospect, but they've like, you know, they've taken its concepts and been, you know, okay, well, this can get better. They've kind of martyred it, turned it into a bit of a martyr. Yeah, they've let it, they've let it die and then took took stuff from it that, yeah. that has been okay, and then built upon that, such as Harley Quinn, and now they're doing the the other Suicide Squad movie. Which and it's weird. I have I know John, you have, but Joe, did you watch the the latest trailer? Uh, not in no, not properly. No. Okay. Well, um, just one point that I found very interesting about it was that Bloodsport has a daughter, and they kind of touch upon in this trailer how yeah. you know yeah. his daughter kind of uses leverage to to have him like join the team. That is just dead shot. Yeah, like they couldn't bring like on it. I I I I bet the character would be different in many ways, but to me, it looks like at this point, it's just Deadshot, and that they couldn't bring back Will Smith. 
And so they just, you know, got another character who's really good with guns. Will Smith refused to come back. He was yeah. asked to come back. That he refused. Su- that so I, I, it, I've got it written down. Not surprised that Will Smith didn't want to come back. I, I am convinced that Deadshot was written into the movie by James Gunn. Will Smith said no. So he chose a different character who can shoot guns and is also black. And then just just was like, we'll get Idris Elba on. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy because I love Idris Elba and I oh, yeah. think it's great. Yeah, same. But it, it does same. seem very blatant in that sense. I mean, literally, like today, as we're recording this, J- uh, James Gunn like spoke about um, some of the characters he wanted to put in. And there were so many characters who I was like, God, I hope that they make a sequel because he had Deathstroke on that list of characters he wanted to be in. Yeah. John, yeah, I know that you'll be you'll be so annoyed that they didn't put him in. They had like Clayface and Livewire, loads of like Batman villains, like, and it's like I really would love to see some of these wacky, you know, D-list, C-list villains. And that's what this this film, Suicide Squad 2016, it should have been about all like the worst kind of villains who nobody disregards. And you get maybe one of them in Slipknot, but all the others, they're quite you know well-known villains. You know, whether it be from like you know especially like a lot of those uh batman ones are in the arkham games you know katana was an arrow and stuff and they've become so much more popular you know i would love to see this is also from his list of characters he, he wanted to include mm. i would have loved to see solomon grunde oh. black spider oh. and oh. man bat on screen oh man bat so well, have, cool. uh, joe have you seen gotham yeah man uh not man bat Gr- grundy in gotham grunde yeah one of the best parts of that show Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, I just, it, I just think DC is such a strange one because, to me, it seems that they, they, they can either make like really good TV shows or really good films at a time. Like, I, I mm. there's never a point when I'm like completely, you know, satisfied with everything they're making. And I think 2016, you know, you had like, you know, some like, you know, you had this, you had the Flash season two you know, and, and some of like, you know, the start of like Supergirl Legends and, and Gotham had just started. Um, and also you had like, what was the death, the beginning of the death of the DCEU because of how badly received Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad were. It, it's just so, it, you know, and I really hope that in the future they can kind of move on and, and, and they can, you know, bring the films like as they have the TV shows. I mean, like the Batman looks great, you know, su- the Suicide Squad looks great. The Flash hopefully will be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry if I'm being really quiet because I'm just, just getting in all the you know the sad information of the suicide squad. <laughs> you know, the the film just gave me just. Well, that's all right. I mean, but... to be fair, me, me and me and Joe have had years to think about this. This is just like a years of build up, like coming out in us, just like the worst. Uh, but at least I'm excited for the Suicide Squad. Mm, we all are. You see, I am, but. Every, every time I watch the 2016 version, which is twice, <laughs> I get less excited for the new version because I, I just instinctively think, oh, it looks good in the trailers. Yeah. This is going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but, again, two words, James Gunn. I have faith. J- exactly. I mean, James Gunn, he has, we can all, we all know the brilliant movie of the ragtag group of people that come together to stop yeah guy. oh yeah suicide Scooby squad Dave. yeah we're talking about that right now actually uh, oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Not Scooby. Oops. laughs> uh, 
But I, I genuinely am excited for the new one. And mm. I think James Gunn is going to deliver. Well, I mean, play. it is his thing, you know, like the trailers yeah. all and or the posters and stuff all have, you know, from the horribly beautiful mind of James Gunn, you know, DC fandom. It was all about him. You know, he was right in the center. You know, like if you look at like the covers that they did for the Empire magazines, both of them have had James Gunn like as prominent features. And that makes you so happy because especially after Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman and Justice League films that were all the original intent of the directors were all stripped away. And now we're going back to that for DC and they have been. You know, like Birds of Prey, Shazam, Aquaman, Wonder Woman 84. No matter what you think of them, they are all the visions of the directors. You know, Birds of Prey might have been a little bit messive in the edit, but, you know, not to the extent the others. Like DC are making their directors like their priority again, which I think is amazing. You know what's so weird? You've just listed off their movies. Mm-hmm. And I, I genuinely think that Aquaman is the best DC film in the cinematic universe they've got now so far i love aquaman man i I absolutely love it if you if you compare it to the rest i I genuinely think it's the best one i've not watched 84 yet but yeah john john you know wonder Woman 84 isn't great (laughs) it's got some great stuff i think but i don't think it's 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 great yeah uh, yeah. we did say we we gave it a four out of ten yeah Wait, wait, John. I, I what think films you did. I do think you think are better than Aquaman? What? What films do you think are better than Aquaman? Joe, you are asking uh, for trouble uh, here. Uh, well, two <laughs> really. Uh, well, I think um, BBS or Snyder uh, <laughs> Joe, you were just wanting that him to say that, man. On, I, I have to agree with John though. Um, I, I think I would, I would. I mean, I think even Wonder Woman, I think I would put Wonder Woman just a smidge above Aquaman. I'd have to watch them both again. Um, no, no. In fact, Wonder Woman, the third act. Cool. I think oh, Aquaman's yeah. probably my third favourite DCEU film after Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Um, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you know, I just think Aquaman is just, it's it's so good. I don't know. And, 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 and you know, it's so genuine and so ridiculous and so... It has such good action. Another thing about Suicide Squad, the action, I couldn't tell what was going on half the time. It was so, so dark. The only time I knew what was happening was when Death was when Deadshot was on the uh, on the, the car, car and he's just shooting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a decent scene, I will say. Yeah, but it's just like, especially in the end, it's covered in fog. Everyone's silhouetted. You know that they're baseball bats and swords and boomerangs and guns and like you know. It just none of it is like properly like in focus or any of like which is annoying because you're coming off like two DC films, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and then you know all most of the ones afterwards all have great action. I think DC does really well with his action scenes. Yeah, you know you've got like the warehouse fight and like um the uh, no man's land scene and the uh, fight between uh, Ocean Master and Aquaman. Like you've got like some really cool stuff that's really well shot using you know, cinematography wonderfully, some of the coolest moments from all those films. And this film doesn't even have that. Like, you know, like even some of my least favorite superhero films, I can still have fun with in the action department. Even Justice League, I enjoyed the scene where they all fight Superman, even though it's better in a standard cut, but everything is. Um, you know, like this film just like, I on there are like no levels on which I like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's... The Suicide Squad is known for being bright and quirky yeah. and just different. 
and it it doesn't translate in this film, and I know it will do in James Gunn's because you can already see how yeah. different. Poke it up, man. It's supposed to pop. Yeah, it's supposed to catch your eye, and this just seems like another bland, dark, boring film. From, Honestly, I, I wouldn't mind if they went for a darker tone, but it's the fact that the editing tries to make it so much lighter. It's like in Justice yes. League, how, how they went back and tried to make it lighter. It's like, if you're not going for a light tone from the start, it's not going to work. It's if you look at that mixed. first trailer of Suicide Squad, yeah, it looked dark, but it also looks great. It looks so much more kind of like, you know, like dramatic and introspective and like it has so much more, you know, personality in so many different ways. And they really messed... Up, like I think if they hadn't have released the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, and if it was a trailer similar to the first Comic Con look, this film would be a whole lot different. I think that tra- trailer changed everything, and it's a good trailer, yeah. but it's not for this film, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. it would have been hilarious if they'd have released a, a trailer for the Suicide Squad with Bohemian Rhapsody in it. Oh yeah, I think that would have been the funniest thing, and maybe even the perfect marketing like tactic to be yeah. like, "Hey, you wanted the film like this? Not then, well, here it is now." Yeah, yeah, mm, definitely. Mm. So, do we have any any final thoughts before we talk about our our scores for this film? Our uh, low scores. Terrible for this film. film. Um, terrible dialogue. Um, terrible story. Um, it, it maybe depressed. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> I give it one out of ten. Ooh, wow, Joe, um, what are you going for? Bad, 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 very bad, and very bad. It's very bad. Don't like it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a two out of ten. Right. I agree with you both. Think it's bad. I'm in a little bit higher, and I'm thinking I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree with Joe that it's two out of ten. However, the first time watching the extended cut, I genuinely was surprised at some of those extra scenes. And how much more they added, which you know, you add more, you you had you add like a little bit of 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 like spring, yeah, a little bit of sugar on some shit. It's still shit, but I would, you know, I think it's a little bit better. I'll give it three out of ten. If if I remember correctly, I did message the group chat and I said I've just had to look up which scenes are the extended ones because I I cannot tell the difference. Yeah, it just Hon- honestly, like I think there are like three full out like extended scenes. Yeah, and then, and then there's like. A couple of extra lines from Joker, but not much of like not not much really. It doesn't really make the new mover. Not gonna lie. No, oh, I, I I definitely agree. It's not like you know the BVS Ultimate Edition, which you know recontextualizes so much and makes it so much better. You know, yeah. But it isn't you know, um, and it isn't similarly. It isn't the air cut. You know, I think I think we can all say with confidence that the air cut would has to it has to be better, right? It has to be. It has to be. I, I can't see how how it, how it wouldn't be. The thing is, though, for me, yeah. if the air cut is released, I'd say the same thing as when the Snyder cut was released, that if we didn't have the original version, I would still criticise mm. and belittle what we get. Yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that it's a, it's a it's an interesting situation because, you know, like when I first watched the Snyder cut, I was like, oh i'm not sure and then i start you know and then obviously i rewatched it and i was thinking about the original and it's like well i mean especially when considering justice league you know it's so good you know like mm-hmm. when considering what you know what, what we had before and i think 
I think you would get that from the air cut, but I agree with you. I don't think it would be yeah. as good as I hope the Suicide Squad will be. Yeah, much like you said, there's only so much you can polish your shit, but it's still a shit. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, can so... We... Can we move on? <laughs> yes, we can indeed move on. Let's move to viewing. I actually got a notification from Zoom saying they've removed the 40-minute limit, so we can just keep on going. Hey, nice. Yeah, how, how nice. lovely of them. They're probably taking my money as they speak. Joe, as our guest, you can go first. Give us something that you've been watching recently. Oh, well, I've been to the cinema three times last week, so oh, I've got nice. three films, if that's okay. Yes, of course. Please watch your first okay. one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. M- my first one. Uh, is Fast and Furious 9. Oh, we talked oh, about this. I, we talked yeah, about we this talked a few about weeks that, ago yeah. on the podcast. As I prefer to refer to it, <clears throat> F9, the Fast Saga. Oh, yes. Name. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie, that made me very happy. <laughs> it's... <sighs> it's a Fast and the Furious mover. I don't... <laughs> it's... You're not going in expecting The Godfather. You're going in yeah, expecting yes, yes, Vin yes, to drive fast cars and talk about family. But I was surprised at how much I laughed during the film. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was funny. It was a lot funnier than I thought it'd be. And it's... I I think the Fast and the Furious movies are special. They're all, they're all they special. They are. Because whilst they're not... Uh, um, especially films, the Fast and Furious? Yes. Oh, Yes. I just ejectocedo all... cuz <laughs> they're all just they're all comedic and you can watch them you don't you don't even have to watch all of them to understand what's going on because half of the time <laughs> nothing's going on and it's 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 enjoyable it's enjoyable that's all it is and I'd recommend it brilliant I think it's good Oh, well, I mean, uh, I'm happy that you had a more positive experience than we did. I don't know if you listened yeah. to our podcast, you know. Not yet. Yeah, Not but yet. we, I didn't wanna you know, we had, we, we, we had, we had an annoying, oh yeah, of course it would have been spoilers, but we had an annoying experience at the cinema, didn't we, John? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, there was people like sobbing sarcastically. Yeah. Just about yeah. some scenes and they were on, on, like, their, on their phones and like shouting oh stuff out. Oh my God, there's like, so many oh, people on their phones. Yeah. That's the worst. I definitely think that ruined it. Ruined, I mean, it's probably better than we were than we thought it was, but I think that experience ruined it for us, which is really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Vin Diesel confirms Fast and Furious 10 are going to start in early 2022. Sorry, I just had to throw that in. Um, oh, cool. Because Vin Diesel yeah. also says he wants to make a Fast and Furious musical. And I'm yes. pretty sure at one point he said he wanted to cross over with Jurassic World. Yes, he has said both and I, of those I, things. I, and I want him to be in complete creative control of these movies from now on. And he said that he wanted a, a prequel about Dominic Toretto. And I think it would be amazing if he did all three of them. Yeah, all three. Mm. He needs all three. To, yeah, as it's one like film. It's not just a prequel, but it's a prequel about, about Dominic Toretto meeting dinosaurs <gasps> and they're all singing. I mean, come on. But then the other yes. films don't acknowledge them. So it's just yeah, like chronologically, yeah. it starts off with everything singing and with dinosaurs, and then it just goes into stealing, stealing DVD players. <laughs> I generally don't. I, must, I don't see what, why we wouldn't do that. I must say one thing I actually really did like about Fast and Furious Nine is that they're starting to recognize how absolutely ridiculous it is. 
Like, oh, I think they've the always. I, th- I think since like five, they've known how ridiculous it is. Oh yeah, yeah, but now the characters are talking about it. Oh yeah, like uh, um, I can't. What's he called? I don't Roman. care to remember Roman. I was going to say Tyrese because that's, that's his name. That is his name. Yeah, yeah. Roman is constantly going on about how they've got no scratches or scars from the ridiculous things yeah. that they've been doing, and it just made, that made me laugh because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Because at one point. Dominic Toretto jumps over a highway onto a car <laughs> and he he once crushed a whole parking lot with his with his own foot. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but Joe, that's the thing about street fights. The, <laughs> the street, street always, always wins. wins. <laughs> uh oh, yeah, they're just great films to watch. I mean, it 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 works because you know uh the logic in the film and physics doesn't apply. And that's good because that makes sense to the films. But like, if you add like a serious films, uh, a serious film into like a bunch of like no physics talk, like for example, uh, let's just say, um, uh, the Notebook, the Notebook, yes, the film with mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling and um, I don't know who. Uh, they, they, they have a great time and then somehow there's an alien invasion and then they somehow they survive oh, jo- with everything. Jo- spoilers, I haven't seen the notebook. <laughs> what are you... Come on, man. No, no, imagine <laughs> just like adding like a very... A, just a hilarious and stupid thing into a serious film. But this, this is Fast and Furious. We don't care about physics. We don't care about logic. We care about family. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think one of the problems for me is that I I hold them. I you know I went into it expecting, hoping it would be as good as Seven, which I think really you know understands. I mean, James Wan is a god, oh, so and, I, and I think I think he understand he understands and got the perfect balance between drama and action and just you know like the balls to the wall, like ridiculousness and the you know heartfelt moments. Another reason why Aquaman's great because you know he yeah. balances those things so well in his films. Yeah, I think Seven's the best. Hundred percent. Yeah, it is. Without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. By the way, last thing I'm going to say about the movie: every time a Corona came on screen, someone in the theater that I was sat in, at least someone said, "Hold the virus," and and, and we all laughed. <laughs> We're all sad like that. But yeah, uh, uh, good times where you, where we just say, hey, "Are you a Corona man?" Corona man. <laughs> Brilliant. So, what would you give it out of ten? Hmm. Seven. Cool. Oh, yeah. I think we yeah, gave it a six, didn't we, John? Yeah, we gave it a, a five, or a, six. a five or a six. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just above average, probably around the good area. Good. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's good. It's good. But wish they can work on some things. But this is just Justin Lin's, you know, return back to you know doing the Fast and Furious films. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so John, have you watched anything this week? Uh, or just or just recently? Remember, this will be coming out in, in five um, weeks, so you can pluck anything from the year. I can't think of anything, sorry. Okay, that's fine. Well, I'll 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 talk about something that I watched. Again, Joe, I similar to you, I've been going to cinema like a madman. As I said weeks ago, um I went and saw uh, a few films of cinema and I and I only talked about Corella, Quiet Place, and Fast and Furious. So two left from that week, and I saw In the Heights is one of the ones that I saw. Um, I was very excited for this film, um, having been a really big fan of Moana 
as another Lynn Manuel Miranda, uh, he wrote the music for that one as one of his musicals. And I like Hamilton to a degree. I like the songs. I'm not a huge fan of the pacing in that. Um, and I went into In the Heights with, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for In the Heights. I have, I've seen the trailer. I'm currently in self-isolation until next Saturday, so I've not seen the movie okay. yet. Well, I wasn't go. I wasn't going to go into spoilers anyway. Um, but the tra- in my opinion, the trailer is like so good. It's so energetic, and it really, mm. you know, it, it brings that. Oh, this is like a proper summer film, like a feel good film. And I didn't have that good of a time with it, honestly. I thought it was really, really slow paced, and it spent so much time with so many different characters that it just felt all over the place and and so unfocused. And unfortunately that brought it down a lot. You know, I, I, the music, I can't really comment on the music. I feel like I'd have to listen to it a little bit more, but there were a couple of standout pieces, but not that many. And um, I feel like, you know, it, it probably would have been better in a, you know, if I watched it, uh, actually on stage in an on stage setting mm. you know similarly to Hamilton I think I'd have a better time if I had if I watched it on stage than you know watching like the the the, the recorded version of it but yeah I, I just wasn't as impressed and I think I, I think I built it up for myself too much but I think the the pacing really um let it down but I think it is a it's a it's a you know really really sweet film with loads of you know really nice characters um obviously there it's very controversial you know with its um with its uh depiction of uh latino characters uh you know and a lot of light-skinned characters not any dark-skinned ones which i think is definitely an issue that needs to be talked about um but with that aside i do think the actors do do well with what they're given it's loads of fun to see people like jimmy schmitz who i know as bail organa from star wars it's really fun to see him like singing and stuff um uh you know that stuff is is loads of fun and you know again some of the you know lynn is great at doing songs and some of the songs are really good but they weren't all quite as memorable as you know they were for say hamilton or moana and which is unfortunate i just feel like you know this film you know you could have cut out a good half and i mean it is like it is like two and a half hours uh no maybe like two hours 20 minutes and you could cut out a good half of it half an hour of it and and really improve upon it um so it wasn't quite as good as I'd hoped it would be, but I think you'll enjoy it more if you were like a huge fan of Hamilton. I know you guys yeah. really liked Hamilton, so uh, I think you probably enjoy it a lot more than I did. Yeah, I I went to see Hamilton uh, in the theater, like in London. Yeah, John, I, rem- so I remember you came back and said it was better than La La Land. Wait, but I, I lost changed. respect for you that day. I changed. I, res- I lost a lot of respect for you that day, John. I changed, <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, really, it was just uh, the experience um you know in that and it was just so um different yeah um i i would recommend you've seen it in the theater but you know yeah, it's, I, I, I would it's, like it's to. impossible yes it is at this yeah. point but i i would i would really like to i watched hamilton and i was very critical of it and then everyone you know everyone under someone was like you're wrong it's great so you know i'm not above kind of giving it a second go so i listened to all the music and i was like oh, this is really good. And I set a date for me to rewatch it because I don't like to rewatch films too kind of close to each other. And I kept on listening to music. And then when I rewatched it, I just, again, I feel like I just wasn't a fan of the pacing and it just went on mm. for so long and, and it was so slow. And, you know, again, it, juggling so many characters. And yet there are some absolute bops in there and, you know, the music's outstanding. But oh, yeah, oh. I, I, I can't get behind that or in the heights as much as some other people can which I think is really unfortunate because I'd love to like it as much as other people. I love musicals, but they're just not exactly my kind of thing. Um, 
but then again, they're not you. the worst thing that Lin Manuel Miranda's been in because you know Mary Poppins Returns exists. Sorry, I had to mention how much I hate that film. Why? Horrible, absolutely disgusting. Um, but the song "Wait for It" in Hamilton is such a good song. Oh, there are yeah. so many good songs in Hamilton. I love all the songs. I love them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, would you? What would you give? Um, in the Heights. Uh, let me have a look. Got it written down as my ranking of the year. Uh, six out of ten. So, I mean, in terms of like all, I've seen 28 films this year. And in terms of like, I would say it was like, it was definitely better than Fast and Furious. Um, uh, but I think it wasn't quite as good as Luca and Cruella, which are a couple of other six out of tens I've seen this year. And unfortunately, because I haven't seen that many bad films this year, it's quite low down for me in my ranking of films. So, you know, it, it is unfortunate it has to be looked at so negatively because it was pretty, you know, it had, it had loads of, you know, redeeming qualities, but, you know, it just can't kind of uh, compete with some of the other stuff. Mm. Fair enough. So, uh, Joe, what was the, or the, one of the other films you watched? Jo- unless, John, do you have something else you want to well, talk about? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel really bad for you only watching bad films this year because I've watched two absolute fantastic films no no wait no, you misunderstand uh, me i've only watched like three bad films. i've watched so many great uh, films which is why how dare you joe i'm a consumer of cinema sorry uh, yeah, i feel i feel you know so bad for myself because i haven't watched any good films recently and it's just with college and everything but i, I go know, watch another but... round john go watch another round it's showing it's any world it's incredible right. i'll watch john. that this week I know what you I, should watch. What? You should watch Supernova. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Supernova. Is, is this what you're about to talk about? Wait, wait, Joe. Is this what you're about to talk about? Yes. This is my other film. Really? We'll talk about it together, man. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to move on to The Father and we can talk about Supernova? I have, I have also, I think I've already talked about The Father on the pod. So you, if you want to dip into The right. Father and then we'll do Supernova, whichever way you want to do it. I'm just in the corner, just like. <laughs> in my opinion, the father is absolutely fantastic. Agreed. It is. Straight, I'm gonna say straight away, nine out of ten film. 100% Phenomenal. Agree. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Hopkins does absolutely amazing. He made me laugh. He made me cry. Yeah. I, I love him so much. He's he was so quotable in the movie, which yeah. is strange. I love how experimental and confusing the whole thing was, especially because mm. it was told from the point of view of someone with dementia. And so the world is constantly changing and being so confusing for them people. And it, re- it really is a heartbreaking story, just showing the effects and the de- like how detrimental to a life that disease really is. And from I, I like the style it was done in. I thought it was just phenomenal. Great. And yeah, Olivia I, Coleman I was brilliant. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. Why would, um, why why would it not be a ten for you? Mm. There was I don't like the other actors. I felt felt they did like okay. not the best job. It okay. really heavily relied on Hopkins and Coleman. Everyone else yeah. was just there. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely, I, I definitely agree with that. I didn't see that as necessarily like something that was bad for me, but I definitely agree with you. Nine out of ten, incredible. I think for yeah. me, the thing that I, that brought it down was the fact that it didn't really utilize music as well as it could have. 
like mm. it introduced these kind of things of like him listening to like opera and stuff and it never really went anywhere with that and i was really like intrigued to see how they would use that to because they use the editing really well to kind of show yeah. his dementia but i didn't feel like those other things were shown quite as well yeah i agree brilliant Should, do you want to talk about supernova yes please okay <sighs> i was sobbing i i cried buckets watching this film jesus christ that ending mm. it hurts it just incredible another it's another film about dementia yeah you know um i'm gonna give it another nine out of ten i agree it's really good uh, another phenomenal film you can just tell that tucci and firth have such a good chemistry together they do yes it's just it's, and then and then when they're arguing about about the tape it, it destroys you mm. because of how how much of a connection they've got and it just it perfectly shows the opposite of what the father is showing you it shows the the effects that it has on the family and the mental health effects that it has on people with dementia and how they often might look for other ways to not have dementia um it's just yeah it's it's phenomenal really. yeah it's definitely what a film about yeah it's definitely a film about love and the you know the enduring nature of love and kind of like you know how far you know you will go to um for someone that you love you know, definitely towards the you know third act you know the the way that the relationship is taken i think is very you know uh clever yeah um, definitely. and, and I, I think i think i probably figured it out beforehand and i think it, it made it all the more uh, devastating to have that confirmed. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was so beautiful the way it was just. It was told, and mm. it looked amazing. There was just mm. so many like shot establishing shots of like the countryside and of the van just driving through like hills yeah. and stuff. And I thought them. Maybe we'll go on a road trip. Amazing. Yes, <laughs> let's go on a road trip. Oh my exactly. god! The outside film podcast goes on the road. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's make the tapes. It. You can make the tapes. I'm not making tapes, but <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, I think them two movies, The Father and Supernova, both phenomenal. Yeah, I I, I mean, they're at my ranking of the year. They're at, you know, The Father's at number five, Supernova's at number four, both amazing films. Some mm. of the best I've seen all year. Um, again, why would you say nine out uh, instead of 10, though? kind of slowed down a little bit in like halfway through like just for like a a few minutes there it kind of slowed down lost pace but Mm. then it it quickly built up and I felt like it lost momentum and it it could have just not done that by Mm. cutting a couple of things out but other than that it's really good interesting I didn't necessarily feel that my my problem with it came with the opening of the film I feel like it struggled to deliver exposition. Um, yeah, it, that's fair. It, it struggled, you know, when they're in the diner specifically and he's mm. asking for an autograph. I felt like there was a, yeah, there that, a clunky... Yeah, felt a little bit weird. Yeah, clunky ways of, the, of, show, of establishing who the characters are. And the opening shot, I despised. Um, this isn't a spoiler, but the opening shot is the two of them together in oh. bed, naked. And it's just yeah. like, they were like, 
so um the gay by the way and it's like it's like you, you, you we could have figured that out in so many different ways yeah, you know you didn't definitely. have to show us that so explicitly that felt like so on the nose and so like if you want to leave the film you can now you know these guys are gay. it's mm. like honestly you know i like you can understand that in so many different ways you know like there are so many times in the film where they just sleep in the same bed you know like you don't need that shot of them specifically naked you know it i just felt like that was so frustratingly yeah forced and on the nose Mm, definitely i have no idea what's going on but i'm just (laughs) smile and wave boy smile and wave we've been (laughs) we've been we've been watching some good cinema john so get 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 yourself to the cinema i'm just over here just contemplating about suicide squad i'm just like what (laughs) Yeah, again, I don't think me and Joe can probably understand because we've watched Suicide Squad, you know, like I watched it like five years ago. You watched it in like January or something, Joe? Uh, Yeah. So we've had time time to kind of like, we've had time to, you know, like consider it and and accept it. And John's still just in that state of just complete and utter shell-shocked. So what? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, precisely. (laughs) The only um, reason that I did watch it earlier in the year is because some absolutely evil bastard oh, bought yeah. it for me. Oh, yeah, he's that. No, no, Joe, you're so wrong. I didn't buy it for you. I gave you my coffee. Well, that's even worse. You're like, here, have this. Have this. I don't want it anymore. Tom, Tom gave you the Blu-ray version. <laughs> yeah, Tom's I, made I, a smart decision. Tom doesn't own it anymore. Tom doesn't no, own no, Suicide I do. I do, I do. I, I... Because I saw that Suicide Squad extended cut was uh, three quid um, on Amazon, and I was getting something else. So to to get the shipping um, up to the price needed, I bought that, which is the one that I lent to John. And then and then I thought, well, like because we we're doing Secret Santa, I was like, and I already had you a present, like a proper one. I was like, okay, I'll give him this just to like you know make him very upset. That may sound horrible. I, I, I knew I knew I I I, I was saying. Tom, Tom, if Tom's got me, he's, he's he's getting me Suicide Squad. I'm not gonna cry. And he got me Suicide You're Squad, right. and I cried. It's your own <laughs> I was gonna get you Batman v Superman as well because I know that you also did on that film, but I didn't go that far because I also have that one on DVD and don't use it because I bought the extended Blu-ray. But no, I wouldn't have done I, both I think of them to you. My opinion, I've grown fonder and fonder of Batman versus Superman over the years. Good. But I will never, ever, <laughs> ever like Suicide Squad. No. Well, that's something that I think is really like, I, I love those moments when people kind of see a different side to a film. I know I've had them. I know many people have. It's like, you know, you get like, as the more you find out about a film, the more you watch it. Like Batman versus Superman is one of the ones that I think the more you watch it, the more clarity you get, the more you enjoy it. Especially if you're watching the Cut. It's like when Rise of Skywalker came out, came out, a load of people looked more fondly back on The Last Jedi because The Rise of Skywalker was so much more worse that they were like, oh, actually, Last Jedi wasn't that bad. I thought, um, I thought you were going to scare me there. Tell me, like when, when Rise of Skywalker came out and I watched it 50 times and it was a fucking magnum opus. I watched so it. it was... no, I did watch Rise of Skywalker four yeah, times yeah. in the cinema and I liked it every time. And then I came back to it in a year. I watched it and I was like, Oh, Tom, you fool. Oh. You fool. Oh, yeah. Why is the Skywalker? That was a. Uh... But we're going to have to cover that on the podcast one day. One day. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what John, John, I've spoken to you this about this. And I recommend this very heavily. But, Joe, one thing that is at the cinema that you have to see is another round. Far and away. Is that in the cinemas now? It is in the cinemas now. Yeah, um, I cannot wait. 
it's, it's far away the best film I've seen. Yeah, Mads uh, Mickelson. Mads Mickelson, absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. They still... if, it, if, if, it, if it touched you as much as it touched me, then I'm, I'm sorry for, for what you're about to experience, but it, it, it's incredible, man. Are they still doing the Western remake of, of it with... Um... Was it DiCaprio who was supposed to be in the lead role? Oh yeah, I remember seeing. A, I remember seeing a report for that. Uh, I hope not, but I, I knowing them, they're doing Parasite. You know, so what? What? Yeah, they're doing a Parasite TV show. <laughs> but it's a little bit different because Bong Joon Ho is like involved in that one, and it's not like a remake. It's like a spin-off, like set in the same universe, oh, which doesn't okay. make any sense to me. Like. It, it, you know, like, I feel like that's a specific story. Like, I don't know why they'd want to continue it. But then again, people are afraid of subtitles. So. I'm not. Imagine having to read. Oh. <laughs> John oh. be like, I'm not afraid of subtitles. Well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are. I remember Trump making like a video back when he was president about like Parasite getting best picture. And being like, this is ridiculous. And it's like, no, like did you even watch Parasite? It's like, it's good. It's, it's, it's really one good. of my favourites of all time. Oh, I, he's I he's my favourite director. <laughs> I, I haven't that's seen any of those stuff, but, but I definitely intend to. Uh, that's annoying when, you know, people argue about subtitles in films, you know, in, in a foreign film, mm. even though you're watching it. Well, I mean, we all took the same film course. I mean, I mean, is anyone about here about to deny that, you know, City of God, Pan's Labyrinth and Life is Beautiful are all incredible films? They're all amazing. Yeah, they are all amazing. I haven't seen Pan, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Me, me neither. Oh. But I, know that, I, know that, I know that Joe did it. So I was like, I got to include oh, that. In there. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I really want to. Oh, is it, it uh, Guillermo del Toro? Yeah, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. What is it? He's he's doing a new film this year. It's called like Nightmare Alley or something. Oh is yeah, it? I didn't know. That. I don't know if you guys have seen his Hellboy films, but oh, oh so yeah, it's, I love his Hellboy films. Well, the second one, I'm not a huge fan of the first one, but I mean they're both better than the one in 2019. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Oh, Again with uh, David Harbour. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, literally, I, I, Black um... Widow. As as we're recording this, Black Widow comes out on Wednesday. Another David David Harbour film. Oh yeah. Uh, should we wait? Should we see Black Widow this week? Well, um, we're going to be recording our episode on it next week, so you probably should see it this week. Yeah. Oh okay. I'm seeing uh, it on Wednesday. We... All right. Brilliant. So let's let's roll it out, shall we? <laughs> yes. Good idea. Thank uh... you, everyone, for listening to our slow descent into madness as we talked about Suicide Squad. If you enjoyed it, please leave a like and subscribe if you want to see more. As, as this comes out next week, we're doing The Suicide Squad, but we have done Black Widow and stuff. But as we're recording this, we haven't done that yet. So it's all very confusing. Joe, thanks so much for coming back. It's been a blast. Anytime. I've loved it. Anytime. Oh, thank you. We will have to discuss when you can come back next. Of course. Uh, what's coming out? Venom, let there be carnage. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, we love having you on here. Um, please tell everyone thank where you. you can uh, find you. Um, my Instagram, where I, go, where I review films, is Hegdog Films. Um, I'm on Twitter, but that is just shit posting. I I don't I don't really <laughs> well, use that it, for many. It'll series. be it'll be in the in the it's in, in the, the description, description anyway. Yeah, so it'll be in the, yeah. So yeah, you're fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. And as yeah, this episode so... goes up, there'll be a Suicide Squad review. So. Oh, good. In yes, yeah, so you got a long. You got quite a while to read that to uh, make that one. Um, Gives me and... enough time to type it. 
<laughs> yeah, we know how slow you are at typing, Joe. Um, so if you guys want to get in touch with us, uh, ask us any questions or anything, you can email us at ourstimefilmpod at gmail.com or follow us or get in touch with us at ourstimefilmpod at Twitter or Instagram or follow me on Twitter at Tom Vodman, but not John because he stopped using Twitter because he's more powerful than either me or Joe could ever imagine. Um, yes, I, I couldn't. I couldn't give up Twitter, man. Like I enjoy it so much. I, like, do I don't. It. I don't really follow many people who are like you know like get involved in like many. I mean, I guess the person who I follow who gets involved in the most topical stuff is you, Joe. Um, but like <laughs> most of stuff for me is just people talking about films and just like the biggest stuff I get is people arguing about Spider Man on like on 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 Twitter. It's it's, it's great. My Twitter um, is just insane ramblings of a madman. It 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 really is. <laughs> oh boy so um i guess that's it so yeah suicide squad the suicide squad next week and again thanks for coming along joe uh, thank you joe thank you, for having yeah. me. thank you for having me it's been a pleasure and john do you want to do the honors joe do you remember what we yes. did as, as the outro uh thank uh, you no. uh, thank you for listening <laughs> be safe uh wear a mask wash your hands and if you go to the cinema, please do wear a mask because we want cinemas to be we open. We want cinemas to stay um, open. And clean forever. up after yourself. <laughs> what, when you pee yourself in, in, in No, the like, like when you're in the, you know when you're in the cinema and like yeah. people just leave the popcorn. Or oh, man. Oh, and this is what? a bin right outside the door. And it's, just take your stuff and put yeah. it in the right, bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your stuff and put, give it in, put it in the bin, yeah? Exactly. You paid Thank for you. that. And then yeah, there's people... What, cleaning in the cinemas so please put it in the bin as we always say at the outside film podcast bin it that's all that's all <laughs> bin it that's, that's the catchphrase that's the catchphrase uh so yeah joe um if you remember from last time we say take what given and then and then well, john says take what given and then we say give nothing back so you know okay, okay. it's a very important so, privilege for you to be okay okay. So okay don't fuck it up thank you uh take what you're given <laughs> Give nothing back. Give nothing back. <laughs> Let's try that again. Let's try it again. Okay, okay. 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 Three, two, one. Take what you're given. Give nothing Give back. Give nothing back. I don't know if it's ever going to be in time. I don't know. Until I see like the edit, I won't know if it's ever in time. But we'll just assume that it's in time, right? Oh, Hopefully okay. It was Take in what time. you're given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Peace. Thank you.